What's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about a fun little challenge that we're doing right now. We're really stoked about this, and you probably heard about it on the last podcast, but it is the BSN WGT Challenge. If you don't know what WGT is, it's, well, the greatest golf game that exists as an app, and Zach can attest to that because he's been playing it for 47 years. I'm an ace, Ryan. Are you? I'm a hole-in-one. Are you really? Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> that means you're going to have a great chance at winning this because when you go to freewgt.com, and you got to go to that to download the app, go to freewgt.com to download the app, then you're going to go and play the closest to the hole challenge at Pebble Beach. That's this week's challenge. You're going to Pebble Beach, you're going to the closest to the hole challenge, and you're going to the third hole on the closest to the hole challenge. And then whoever gets the closest to the hole and has a screenshot to prove it, because right after you finish the hole, there is a little time where it shows you exactly how far away you were. Whoever has the screenshot to prove it, well, they're going to win some sweet gift cards uh, or a T-shirt from BSN or all sorts of prizes that we're going to be offering each week. We haven't decided exactly what this week's will be yet. And then at the end, for those who have participated every single week, they are going to be eligible for a grand prize, which is going to be off the chain. So make sure you screenshot it, tweet it at BSN Broncos. Let us know how close you got. Let's jump into the show. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high, the best part of the week. Hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend. Having a good time when the orange and blue WIN. Tuning in every day with the good folks down at BSN. Coming to you from the Denver Broncos press box, high above. Bro- what is the field called? The like field. It used to be sports authority field. field. <laughs> High above the field. A field. A field. A green field with stripes on it. There are two things on it. 100. And of we course, keep, the NFL is 100. And we keep it 100 right here on this <laughs> podcast. And speaking of 100, Zach, I tasked the people with mm. uh, uh, making this podcast happen. I gave them the power to make this podcast I've got happen. The power. Oh, God. <laughs> this is what happens with late night with Zach. Uh, I said, hey, 50 likes. I said this right after the game. 50 likes and we'll drop a podcast tonight. Zach, do you know how many likes that tweet got? I'm going to say 100. It not only got 100, it got an extra 20 on top of that. And that's just Ooh. as we're speaking. So 120 likes. That means we have to do two podcasts tonight. Zach. Almost three podcasts, right? And you dropped that at 10 p.m. It took 11 minutes to get 50 likes. Easy. Most people couldn't even get that on their best tweet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just just a little flex. Just a little flex. It did get my retweet. RK10K, Zach. We are only 84 away. Ooh, that's happening. 84 away from that's RK10K. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Tonight, before this podcast ends. <laughs> they better, make it a long They better one. go to work. <laughs> well, we have to do three of them, potentially, by the end of this thing. Anyways, you guys are awesome. You're so... Uh, I was blown away by that. 
um, almost tripled the quota there. So here we are. It's 12.17 a.m. in the Denver Broncos press box. And those who are still here are the grinderest of the grinders. It's you, me, some people who work for the Broncos, and Andrew Mason. Yep. There's and I about... guess he works for the Broncos. Too. <laughs> there's about seven people here, including you and I. You and I are the only non-Broncos employees. No one in the stands. I mean, that's pretty eerie, isn't it? Well, you thought someone would still be around? I don't know. Typically, aren't they aren't they picking up the the stadium now, cleaning it up? I mean, we've stayed past that time, bro. They've been the stadium's been sparkling clean for forty five minutes. What if they just put us on the the intercom for the stadium right now? No one would. It wouldn't make any difference. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear you. It'll be like, that's exactly what Joe Flacco said after the game. It's true. He felt like he could hear his voice echo, and he gave a big shout out to Broncos country, saying essentially. You guys were made smart by Peyton Manning, who wanted it dead silent when he was on the field. And Flacco said, he's like, you you, you knew Peyton played here because uh, I felt like I could hear myself echo throughout the stadium. I mean, we thought that bringing in Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl MVP quarterback, would uh, you know kind of quiet the talks and the reminiscing about Peyton Manning. Well, then he comes in and he's talking about Peyton and how much he's done. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, you can't get you can't get out of the shadow of Peyton Manning, and I think that's okay. Like when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on your team, it's okay for their legacy to last. I don't, as long as Joe isn't saying like, "Yeah, ever since Peyton left, there hasn't been much leadership around." Here. <laughs> that's when I'll start to get excited. I mean, Peyton can't even get out of uh, Frank Trapuca's. A person. Oh wow! I spotted a person in the stadium taking a picture. It kind of looks like a just like a 49ers fan who just hasn't left yet. Why 49ers? All I see is uh, I see like blue blue gloves, <laughs> like blue murder gloves, kind of like I when see, you clean up blood. I see a red shirt. Oh. That person? Oh, you're wait. Are we looking at the same person? I'm looking at a gray a person wearing a gray uh, shirt. Okay, yeah. There's a red shirt sitting up at uh, 316. Ah, uh, yes, yes, a red shirt. Oh, definitely looks like he just woke up from a nap. Maybe like, he's running oh, away from the guy. In the, the guy in the murder gloves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we talked about being efficient on this podcast, and we have now gone six minutes without really saying anything. So. This guy's uh, this guy's not moving. He's in here for the long haul. <laughs> They're just taking a little break. <laughs> Smoke break from cleaning up the stadium. A beer break, I think is what I saw. Probably a Breck beer break. Ah, love Breck beers. We could just hit all our advertisements before we even start <laughs> anything. <laughs> Have you heard about Broncos camp? <laughs> there we go. And we can officially wrap this pot up now since we've hit all our obli- obligations. Uh, and with that, the, the BSN Broncos <laughs> podcast, which is presented... By the green solution is now over. Okay. Zach, there was something that happened in this game that to me is the most encouraging thing we've seen all off season. More on that after the break. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you know what it was? Well, there's two things. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one. Number 55. I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb looking like he's better than Von Miller. I mean, looking like he stole the spotlight, and it felt like Von didn't even play, and not in a bad way toward Von, but Bradley Chubb was that freaking good. And that is a um, 
a subcategory of what I was talking about, but let's just give Bradley the spotlight here, and I'll, and I'll get to my overarching observation after that. Bradley Chubb looked like one of the best pass rushers in the NFL tonight. Bradley Chubb ruined Joe Staley's life tonight. Bradley Chubb made Jimmy Garoppolo look like Trevor Simeon. Bradley Chubb made John Lynch look like an idiot for giving Jimmy Garoppolo almost $30 million a year. No one had any fun out there if they were wearing red and Bradley Chubb was on the field at the same time. And this wasn't I just... they were wearing white. This wasn't just one good performance from Bradley Chubb. This was very symptomatic of what this offseason has been. This offseason has been the offseason of Chubb from the Denver Broncos organization. It's been all about him. Von Miller's been uh, challenged while Bradley Chubb has been just praised and raised up to his pedestal. And we, we've seen Bradley Chubb looking mighty fine in training camp. We've told you guys about it. But now... The world got to see it on Monday Night Football, and this is what he is. Who boy. If this is what he is, we are in for one hell of a ride uh, because that was Joe Staley that he was doing this to. Now, the strip sack wasn't on Joe Staley. It was on some poor you-know-what who had to go out there against Bradley Chubb even though he's a second-teamer. Um, he probably was just like, you know what? I'll do something else. I don't really don't want to be a left tackle when, in the NFL. When he walked on the field, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, coach! Let's bring <laughs> let's bring Joe in for one more series." Uh, uh, co- coach, <laughs> they got their starters out here. The, it's the ones. <laughs> I don't want to mess with this guy who literally just took, who like picked up Joe Staley at one point and just planted him in Jimmy Garoppolo's lap. The most imp- impressive thing for me is Vic Fangio's defense is so much about turnovers. And what Bradley Chubb did tonight is he created three turnover opportunities. Now, I don't know if that's a a stat that's tracked by stat people like Andre Simone, but turnover opportunities created. Bradley Chubb had three of them. The first one, on the very first drive, he gets to Jimmy Garoppolo, who just idiotically just throws the ball up, and Isaac Yadam after Justin Simmons gave him crap for dropping interceptions in practice, Isaac Adam went up and took it away. And the Broncos had the ball on their 47-yard line going at it right away. Like That's like best-case scenario. You force a turnover on the very first drive. Then, on the very next drive, Bradley Chubb, in my opinion, pre- presented the Broncos with six points. He, once again, I'm I'm not, he took Joe Staley all the way into Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Garoppolo had another poor throw, and Devontae Bosby uh, would still be running right now if he, well, he'd have to be really slow, but (laughs) (laughs) he could have run forever if he just held on to the ball, and that's why he is a defensive back and not a wide receiver. Ball went right through his hands, and and six points were gone. Probably would have changed the game. Broncos might have won. He blew it for everyone. But Bradley <laughs> Chubb created that turnover. Then, once poor old Joe Schmo came in for Joe Staley, <laughs> Chubb hit him with a power move that he said Von Miller taught him two days ago. Yeah. Went right by him, strip sack C.J. Beathard. Again, the Broncos didn't come up with it. That one w- wasn't really anyone's fault. There was just no one around. Uh, but, but three turnover opportunities created, not in a game, not the game. 
No, I was, I was, that was a we talked about practice <laughs> reference. Not not in a full game, Zach. In fifteen plays, hmm. we're talking. If he played a whole game tonight, Lord knows what would have happened. He would have had uh, the Ryan Koningsberg stat of twelve turnover opportunities. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, you, you're you're talking about my stat line. Yeah. Yep. That's insane. I mean, it it is absolutely insane, and it shouldn't go overlooked that it is against all pro tackle Joe Staley that two of them were against. I mean, it, it it's remarkable, and uh, you can't just say this is a preseason game. You can't just say it's a quarter. This is what he's been doing in front of our eyes, behind closed doors. Ed Donatel can't stop praising him. Vic Fangio can't stop praising him. And that's why I'm saying this can't go understated what this is going to be. And now the conversation should realistically be and should probably be the conversation that's had tomorrow by everyone. Is Bradley Chubb going to have not just the the better season between him and Von Miller, is he going to have the best, a better season than Von Miller's ever had? Ooh, that is an intense conversation. Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to go there. You're talking it's a conversation. You're talking 20 sacks. I'm talking 19 sacks. <laughs> you are talking 19 <laughs> sacks. Um, but I think the the real fair conversation to have is: Is he going to have a better season than Von Miller this year? And I think when you say that out loud, when you said that out loud a week ago, that sounded crazy. But now that Broncos fans have seen it with their own eyes, let me just ask you this: How many times did we call 58's number tonight? None. Zero times. None. Bradley Chubb did all the work tonight. And was it because the 49ers were paying all of their attention to Von Miller and giving him everything and putting Joe Staley on the right side to block Von instead? Sure wasn't. No. Now, I kind of have some qu- some 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 issues with Von because I just don't know if he go- gives full effort out there, and I'm just like – I feel like you're just you're putting yourself way too much at risk to go out there and not give full effort. Um, and I realize you're Von Miller, you're Super Bowl MVP. You've kind of earned the right to poo-poo the preseason. Poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I don't know. I think it's dangerous to not give a hundred percent effort. I, I would just rather Von just say I don't want to play in the preseason. Now, if that ever became public, that would be a really bad look. But anyways, Bradley Chubb was given full effort, and I'm starting to call Joe Staley, Joe, stay or leave, because he's <laughs> contemplating retirement after what he had to deal with tonight. Should I stay or should I go? Oh, God. <laughs> I wish, you know what, we moved all the way to the end of the press box so we would be away from people. I wish we stayed next to everyone so they could see what I have to deal with on a nightly well, basis. Well, speaking of that, they're walking, about to be walking by in like 30 seconds. All right, so I just got to figure out a way to tee up you singing here uh in the next 30 seconds wait we have to uh start this podcast over nope no we you don't. are supposed to open with a very proud and prolific statement i have no idea what you're talking about because i haven't read the comments yet okay well then we'll just get to it then i mean, i'll make sure that you read that comment do you want to start the podcast over? <laughs> it's, uh, it's now 12 28 a.m you think we should you think we should start over i don't think sleep really matters now the good thing is that we don't have uh, we don't have work tomorrow. That is true. Broncos day off for the players. Yeah, yeah. It should it be is. a play. It should be a day off for the players and for us. Uh, you 
will be featured on the Denver Sports Podcast. I will be featured on Broncos TV. Pick your poison. You can have one of us. You can't have both of us tomorrow. But you got both of us right now. Yeah, you can definitely have both of us tomorrow. You know, just separate us. Yeah, exactly. Or just get us in separate doses. That's true. You you should be able to take in TDSP around... TDSP? Yeah, that's the Denver Force podcast. Right, right. I've never heard it called TDSP. Well, now you have. <laughs> it sounds, you go, like, sounds like a, something. something you don't want. Something you don't want to take in your body. <sighs> it's a pretty rough weekend. <laughs> I went to this party and I ended up with TDSP. <laughs> Anyways, you can listen to that during the day when you're at work trying to avoid work. Then when you get home and you need to avoid your family, you can turn to Channel 20 and watch me on there. I got TDSP this weekend from four guys and a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Oh, my God. Because, uh, right, it's four dudes in alley. <laughs> <laughs> on that podcast i see what i see the joke now so if you want more alley tune into that okay so i said bradley well, we've covered bradley chubb and why he was such an important part of tonight but i said it's the most encouraging thing i've seen all off season and it wasn't just bradley chubb more on that after the nope still <laughs> not <a break. laughs> it was this defense zach because as they absolutely ruined Jimmy Garoppolo's life, they showed me that this team actually can be something. And what did we find out? The Jimmy Garoppolo in the first team unit had one first down, and it was on the very first play they had the ball. Twelve then, ru- a 12-yard run. After that, zero first downs. Jimmy Garoppolo finished with a whopping zero. Not one, not two. Not three, zero passing yards. Unbelievable. Yeah. One completion. What is that? You know what I think about the number one? It's saved for our guy Kazi. It's the loneliest number. Ah. So what's zero? No, you don't know that song? I was trying to tee you Uh, up. No. I could try to make one up. (laughs) (laughs) Sing me a song about one being the loneliest number. One. It's the loneliest number. <laughs> Actually, kind of sounds <laughs> like a remix of the actual song. The actual song goes, One is the loneliest number that you ever knew. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, it was See, doesn't it feel good to sing? It does. I feel, I feel liberated. <laughs> I feel great right now. You um, know, we'll sing that at 1 a.m. I've been called the voice of my generation. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made you spit your drink out. Wow. Yeah, I can see why. Um, Okay. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the defense. The defense showed me that this team can be something. Because if they're that, if they're that defense, the one that gives up, uh, you know, one yard here and there, the one that averages uh, 2.1 yards per play over 15 yards, you know how many plays you would need to score a touchdown if you only had 2.1 yards per play? 48 ish 48 ish is the correct answer and guess what you don't get to have 48 plays if you're only averaging 2.1 yards per play because even if you had four opportunities you still wouldn't get a first down wow that was math i'm a math guy (laughs) been known to do a, a math here and there so if this defense can be that defense consistently and make $30 $30 million quarterbacks look like that consistently. Well, then, honestly, what Joe Flacco does 
and the rest of that offense does is pretty secondary. Like tonight, they scored a field goal. But guess what? When their offense, when their first team left the field and the 49ers first team left the field, they were winning 3-0. And if you can win every quarter 3-0, you go 16-0. and And Ryan, on ESPN, it's, it's on the team. It's the only thing that is still living with us in this stadium right now. ESPN just had a seven-minute segment on Von Miller destroying people last year. It's great that they had that segment because right when they started the segment, I poured a bowl of grape nuts and some milk. <laughs> so now you're ready to eat. Yeah. Let's hear the crunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a bite of an apple. That's like you just put a whole thing of grapes in your mouth and chomp down. Not grape nuts. Uh, a grape nut bite would be like... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that was worse than mine. Uh, <laughs> um, but what? I mean, yes. So I agree Wait, with you. You just got real serious <laughs> real fast. So I agree with you about the defense. And then I just think of what if Von Miller is the type of player that he can be, which he will be. I'm. I'm. This is not meaning to be concerned about Von because I'm not concerned about him in a big picture. But you add him to what we saw tonight, to an offense that should be, what, it, the 49ers offense should be above average? Maybe uh, between, that's what they think. Maybe between 10 and 15? I mean, may, maybe they're a top 10 offense. Let me go on, and then I have a hypothetical for you. But they should be an above average yes. offense, and the Broncos made them look like, like Jimmy G's a $2.7 million quarterback, not a $27 million quarterback. Yeah, like they were playing like Abilene Christian or something. <laughs> Shout out, Abilene <laughs> Christian. Um, it was an absolute and utter domination. And, and I had this in my mention, so I want to I wanna bring it up with you. And I'll ask it in, in a different way than it was in my mention, then I'll explain. You have to lose... So you can have the combination of Nick Mullins and George Kittle, or you get to have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback and you got whatever the guy was who's out there at tight end. Before tonight? Yeah, I mean, we're talking on paper. Jimmy. So you're taking the quarterback, right? Jimmy and anyone. So when Jimmy I was like... Jimmy and the Garoppolos. There's a weird... <laughs> the monsters coming <laughs> there's in. There's a weird noise coming from outside the door. Um... Yeah, I think <laughs> I think anyone would take the highly paid quarterback yeah. over the undrafted free agent, even without his star tight end. Without a doubt. So I had in my mention someone saying, like, all, all this is without Kittle. And I'm just like, I get that, and that matters, but not that much. A good quarterback should not be dependent on one weapon. Right. And I don't know if Jimmy G's a good quarterback. Um, sure didn't look like it tonight. But if he wa- if he is, just taking away George Kittle from him should not make him go from the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers to the starting quarterback of Colgate College. Shout out Colgate. <laughs> the toothpaste? Uh, yes, that's what they are, the fighting toothpaste. Yeah, I put that in my mouth every night. <laughs> Probably do that about 3 a.m. tonight. <laughs> it's going to be a late night brush. <laughs> Shout out to Colgate toothpaste. <laughs> Knock one more off. <laughs> uh, to me, seeing this defense ball out in that fashion was 
really exciting. Well, and, and here's the thing with, with George Kittle. Ryan, if George Kittle was out here, and let's say him and Jimmy G were clicking, would he have gone for 50 yards a quarter? I I think he would have been lucky to go for 15 <laughs> yards. It would have been more than 15 times what he put up because you can't multiply zero. <laughs> Good math right there. You're you. bringing the heat on the math. But I agree with you. No. And that's what he averaged last year was 50 yards a quarter. And is it because the Broncos went out and got Devin Bush? Shout out Devin Bush. Shout out Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> no. It's Shout not. out University of Michigan. <laughs> no, it's not. Shout out Pittsburgh University because they play in the Heinz Field. <laughs> but no, it's not because Shout of that. Shout out Heinz Ketchup. <laughs> Heinz Mustard, too. <laughs> Heinz Ward. <laughs> Receivers wearing helmets in Pittsburgh. Okay. All right, keep going. <laughs> Is it because uh, the Broncos made big upgrades at linebacker, made bit up big upgrades at safety, who would have been able to cover that? Cream uh, Jackson wasn't out there, so no, it wasn't that. It's because my, I think, our comfortability with Vic Fangio's defense, and if there's a dangerous dude on the outside at receiver, on the inside at tight end, in the backfield. He's going to say, okay, I'm going to put my best player on him who can cover him, but then I'm also going to help him. And we're going to play man some of the time. We're going to play zone some of the time. We're not only going to confuse the quarterback and the offensive coordinator and the head coach if it's an offensive guy, but we're going to confuse that playmaker so that they can't just run free on our defense. That has not been the case for many years here, even with Wade Phillips. It's been, all right, Todd Davis, you're lined up on Jimmy uh, on on George Kittle. Good luck. It's 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 not even moving Chris Harris in the slot to do that. Now you get a whole combination, and that alone is just a ton to help your defense. Mace has left the building. Shout out Mace. We are the last ones left. The last one standing. Except all of a sudden, after you said there was no one. It's like a bunch of like cockroaches like emerged <laughs> from underneath a rock. Like now there's tons of people in the stadium. Oh man. I went and got ice cream last night. I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. Some girl starts screaming. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> Turn over. Uh, what She's kind like, of is there some Oh, I mean like <laughs> things that you should not be saying in an ice cream place. She, is there something on my jacket? <laughs> So it's like, oh my god! <laughs> she starts screaming even more. There was a big old roach on her. Oh my god! Like, like what I'm imagining, like a real. It was a real one. Oh wow! At least for Colorado standards, I'm sure it wasn't bad for Texas. Right, for right, right. Texas Bronco, but oh my god! Oh my god, that's hilarious. Las Cucarachas. <laughs> that's the what the ice cream place was called. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that's a really bad name. You've heard about the whole thing with the Rockies, though, right? No. Oh, they started doing this thing where they go like this on top of their head with both hands. I have to hold the mic with one hand <laughs> so I can't do it. And then you go like this because it's like the it's like the ta- uh, what do you call those tentacles? Tentacles. <laughs> 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 Whatever the cockroach Antennas. feelers are. Antennas. So their whole new um, motto is "cucarachas never die." <laughs> so they're saying like we're not dead yet. Right, we're we're right. lost. We're yep. lost cucarachas. Ah, I like that. I and like that's that. Why, that's what happened to that girl. That's she was, that's horrifying though really <clears throat> truly one of the worst insects i heard some terrible fact that like they can live being drowned for 30 minutes mm. 
I'm not buying it. it. I'm not buying it. Did you I, see that from like WTF facts on Twitter? I think I saw it in like a commercial. Shout out cockroaches. <laughs> oh man, tonight that I have learned that if we podcast after midnight, we really have a hard time staying on topic. All right. Any other uh, big sweeping observations from tonight's game? Yes. Drew Locke is a backup quarterback. But My, our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> who said that? Was that the same guy who said, ladies and gentlemen, we got him? <laughs> I don't know. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> but then he gets injured. Now, Drew isn't worried about this at all. Uh, he said it's a mild thumb sprain <laughs> on his I, on his right hand. I hate when I sprained my <laughs> thumb. And that's about how worried he is about it. He's not very worried at all. Uh, said he should be able to play on Saturday. Uh, I didn't expect him to say really anything else other than that. He said he's hopeful to play on Wednesday. He did hurt it on that play where... He should have never been hurt in the first place because he should have never tried to make that play. It's one where he's rolling out to the left, and then as he's getting sacked after being tripped, he throws the ball. He was just trying to make a play. He was trying to do a Patrick Mahomes-type play. And in the preseason, you don't want to do that. And it, really, in the regular season, you don't even want to do that because that could have easily uh, you know, actually been a fumble. But anyways, that that's when he hurt it. Uh, he's not worried about it. But Ryan, let's say this is... A sprained thumb. It's a little more severe than he thinks. He's a tough guy, so he thinks it's minor. But it turns out to be like a real sprain. And you get another six to eight week injury. Then, uh, the moment they make him the backup. And if he wouldn't have got hurt, Ryan, come on. He's the backup. No looking back. Kevin Hogan's not making this team. Yep. But By let's the way, say, Kevin Hogan looked god awful uh, tonight. Yeah, and Brett didn't even get in. But anyways, let's say... It's, you know, a three- to four-week injury, which will kind of put him on pace with those six- to eight-week injury guys. Then it's just such a bummer. You're taking a step back. Yeah, that would that would really suck. And I mostly didn't hear anything you said during that entire time because I was <laughs> doing research on our long nice national nightmare is over. I thought it was actually like going to be like something kind of intense. And I guess it, it was said by President Gerald Ford. Okay. After uh, and I'm and I didn't learn a lot here, so I'm just <laughs> guessing. Uh, I believe it had to do with Watergate. So he took over after Nixon, and he was talking about Watergate and said like, "Our long national nightmare is over." Really? Yep. Ford took over after Nixon, huh? Do you want me to? Re- <laughs> is that not right? I don't know. Let's. No, I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. August 9th, 1974. Okay, yeah. Wow. What did he say? He said our long national... <laughs> my fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. And he was, of course, referencing Watergate or Kevin Hogan being the backup. I was going to say, geez, we- <laughs> yeah. what if John said that after firing me? <laughs> That's what he can say when they maybe finally find a quarterback that can play. <laughs> Have they found that guy? I think so. I and think who? Drew Locke is the guy. Drew. Well, uh, and Flacco made a throw tonight that I haven't seen a Broncos quarterback make um, since the Watergate scandal, actually. <laughs> uh, Flacco h- dropped back, got to his back foot, waited for Cortland Sutton to break. And I shouldn't say he waited for Cortland Sutton to break because the second Cortland Sutton thought about breaking, Joe Flacco let the ball go, zipped it in between three different defenders, 
and right into the hands of Cortland, right on the break for like a 15-yard gain. Um, it was it was a thing of beauty. The I mean, the throw was on point. Uh, the anticipation was what really put it over the top. Yep, and that's what's gonna and that's something that Drew Locke is gonna see on tape tomorrow and be like, I gotta be thinking like that. I have to throw that ball. If they're breaking at 14 yards, I gotta th- I gotta throw it at 13. So that the second their head gets around, it's going there. And and, tro- and and that throw he had to Troy Fumagalli last week is a perfect example of anticipatory throws. But anticipatory, thanks. Yeah. Big words, math. <laughs> Apparently, all that comes out late late at night for me. Um, he show he he's going to be the next. He's going to be able to make those throws. And he showed mobility tonight. And I saw some people complaining about that on Twitter. Just huh. let the guy go make plays. Yeah. Um, now, of course, he did hurt himself trying to make a play. Uh, he probably should have thrown that one away a little more. But I saw I saw all the tools just one at a time be shown off. The only thing we didn't get to see is him air one out deep, which I'm bummed. We haven't seen that since the first uh, since the first game. Yep. The Hall of Fame game. Love to see them let him air it out a little bit more. But I think they got one in Drew. I really do. And and we've always felt that way. But the the evidence just keeps on building. Um, we know that he's a hard worker. We know that he has all the intangibles. <clears throat> I, I, I'm excited to see what happens for him. I really hope that there's nothing with this thumb uh, that, you know, kind of like you mentioned. I hate to see him take a step back now because the steps forward have been so consistent. And you know how people uh, a few weeks ago were like, is is Drew not Vic's guy? Should we be way more concerned about Drew? You guys only talk about, you know, the good things. And, and you know, you mentioned when there's bad things, but it's so positive with Drew with you guys, well, two weeks in a row, Vic Fangio is singing his praises today. This is everything he said about Drew Locke and his performance. He said, I thought Drew showed some flashes of improvement, made some nice throws, moved around well. I'm sure it wasn't perfect, but again, he's improving, and that's what we're looking for right now. This is guy now, I guess. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. And both and, and Drew got a series behind the first team O line. He took him down for a field goal too. That's that shows you something, doesn't it? Yeah. He's with the first team unit. That's how you know you're truly the the number two because if at some point, uh, under most circumstances, you're going to have to play with those guys this year. Exactly. And you happen to think it's going to be sooner rather than later. I do because Ryan. Ugh. Joe Flacco, first two drives, and it was the only drive he had against Seattle, but it was his first drive then, first drive now. They move the ball, which is encouraging, but then you stall out in the red zone. Am I, am I so worried about that right now? No, I'm not so worried about it, but it just gives me terrible, terrible flashbacks. Is Rich Gangarello breaking out all the trick plays in the red zone right now to make sure that the team scores? No, he's not. Uh, is Joe Flacco putting all of the pressure on himself when he gets in the red zone right now? No, he's not. But ugh, that if if the Broncos are losing games, twenty four to fifteen, and you know your defense really keeps you in it way more than twenty four points would suggest, then you're gonna see the plug pulled. And I know Joe Flacco was only out there for what a quarter of it. It's not all his fault, but got to be more than 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 what they they've put up yeah my advice for for them is uh do better <laughs> gotta do better uh Vic Fangio said it's a concern both Rich Gangarello and Joe Flacco don't think it's a concern 
I think Vic Fangio is more liberal with his uh, <laughs> use of the word concern. Like he's not he's not lying to us. Right. Um, Joe was in a weird mood after the game for what I thought was a pretty positive yeah. experience out there for him. Yeah. He was a little snappy. Yeah, I think maybe after the game he got a little TDSP. He got the Denver Sports he got, Podcast. He got it. Yep. <laughs> uh. I, just, I don't know what it was. I think I think it was like a Von Miller situation earlier in camp where Von just didn't want to talk to us and they forced him to and he was upset about it and he took it out on us. Uh, I think that's what it was. They were like, Joe, can you talk? He's like, what? I didn't even like I hardly played. And they're like, well, you're the starting quarterback. You got to talk. Yeah. He's like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, do better in the red zone. The play calling's got to be better. Stop running the ball on first down in the red zone. I really don't like that. Do you want to see better play calling, more creative play calling on Saturday, or you understand it's a preseason, you're okay with the the absolute garbage? I don't know. It's like this built-in excuse for anything that's unsuccessful, and that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you can't just always say, right. pull, that it's the preseason card. Right. Like, you lose, like, 47-0, and you put up no yards. You're like, well, it's the preseason. I bet you Kyle Shanahan in some way somehow defended jimmy garoppolo something along the lines of like, obviously it's a preseason we're working on different stuff getting guys in there i don't want to hear that that's no so no score a touchdown next week or else well how about this if you're not showing anything you're not running a reverse to emmanuel sanders are you that's a setup play mm. they want that one on tape mm. that's my guess mm. um but you're showing something showing something sometimes you show things because you want teams to think it that's a Peyton Manning classic right there. It is. He'll put something on tape one week just because he knows he's going to put the uh, the wrinkle in the next week and, and trick them into thinking that they're seeing one thing when it's something else. So there are certain things, but come on. Score a touchdown. You can't go through the whole preseason. And again, this is their only chance. If they don't score a touchdown with the first team in the next preseason game, then they will go over touchdowns in the preseason and you can I, I don't like coming out with with sweeping concerns from the preseason but that is one you can say that is a concern because what the, they should play about a half uh, uh, on Saturday against the Rams uh-huh, at least then that would be a full game that they would have on tape and that would be zero touchdowns now I know there's an entire half left for them to get that done but it, all they need is one touchdown and then you're saying okay they did it all they got they scored in each game and they got a touchdown, so it's okay. We're not worried. No touchdowns? If they don't get that on Saturday? That's that's concerning. Okay, my final thing here before we go uh, to a break is that Breckenridge Brewery is the best. <laughs> Love their beers. Could go for one right now. And I also want to mention that when I watch the second and third team defenses really struggle out there, I think it's because Vic Fangio's defense is really asking too much for inferior players to execute. Now, when you see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and, and Chris Harris Jr. and Kareem Jackson and all those guys out there executing, well, those are pro bowlers. All of them. Uh, is Kareem Jackson a pro bowler? Nope. No. Oh, close. Never has been. Neither is Derek Wolf, which is weird. Uh, but I guess he's just like one level below that. Anyways. The Aaron Wallace's, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, so um, in the locker room today. Look very much like Key and Peele. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, the Horace Richardson's, 
the Trey Johnsons, the Devontae Jacksons. He doesn't play defense. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> the you know, I don't even know some of these guys' names. Those guys, I don't know if they can be expected to learn that in that short a period of time and then execute it at a high level. And I think that's why you see a lot of misassignments and and those sort of things when they're out there. Yeah, it's a very very good point. And I thought you were going to say that it's because they've been drinking too much Breckenridge beer. Mm, no such thing as too much Breckenridge beer. Actually, yes, there is. Drink responsibly. But drink a lot at a responsible pace. I love Strawberry Sky because you can do that. One time there was this um, hot sauce that I was drinking. What? <laughs> I should what? say eating. And uh, it said on the bottle, just one drop's enough. Mm. and i was like what a terrible slogan that's actually awful do they want to sell their product <laughs> that's exactly what i thought like i understand what they were going for like like it's so good that like just one drop is is a great amount of flavor that's like us saying don't use the code broncos camp instead just just do us monthly and all you need is one month no it's more like don't subscribe just wait for the free article just <laughs> once enough <laughs> so anyways Breckenridge Brewery is the opposite. Yeah. Many drops. Have mm. many drops. Mm. Many drops, yeah. And you do drink those drops. Yes, one drop at a time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love Breckenridge Brewery. They love us. You love them. We love you. You love us. It's this big, happy... I love you. <laughs> oh, God, please stop. <laughs> it's a big, happy love triangle, triangle that's worthy of Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Anyways, let's take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, there are 787 questions. Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of, as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer, like entire team instruction and fitness programs, you know, the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete. Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge, positive attitude, work ethic, and fun that their summer camps provide, your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more. Rolling along on the BSN Broncos podcast presented by The Green Solution. There are many questions, a lot of them potentially not pertaining to the game or not questions at all. So in those, in that case, we're probably going to breeze through there considering it is 12.55 and I'm starting to lose my ability to talk. Coming in from official Fink, he says, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. New subscriber, longtime listener. Thanks, RK, for helping me out. And Zach, don't ever change, golden boy. Your singing voice is that of the gods. Well, you've sure enjoyed your first segment, Golden Fink. Oh, yeah, he sure has. Golden Fink. 
You changed his name for him. <laughs> Official Fink, you're right. I like it, Golden Fink. He says, I'll keep it short and just say thanks for all the hard work. I'm a big fan. Much love from Phoenix. P.S. Soggy cereal is life. Like so, life the cereal? Yeah, we already went over this <laughs> one. I think we actually already read that comment. I think we did. Double comment? But now his name is Golden Fink, which Gold. sounds like a type of bird. Oh, the red yeah. Golden Fink. <laughs> Yeah, or a golf course. That was your that was your golfing voice. I feel like you're thinking, no, that was my David Attenborough. Golfer, right? Oh no. No. <laughs> he's uh he's Blue Planet. Yes. Yeah. Well, Planet yeah. Earth originally. Okay, Planet Earth. Blue Planet? That's, That's like thing. saying um someone's like Oh god, what's the name of that stupid band? Never mind. I can't make the Nickelback. joke cuz I can't remember the name of the band. No, no, no. Anyways, the next one's from Bronco Nation fifty eight ninety five. Says, "Hey guys, hi from California." Hi, hi. Uh, <laughs> this is my first comment. Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled. Like- yeah. Anyways, I have to admit that when my husband first started listening to you, I didn't think I could continue to listen because of the laugh. Uh oh. Yes, you know laugh. the one. It's mine. Yep. But I will say that it grew on me, and I love listening to you every day. So. Every day, we keep hearing you talk about the strawberry sky. We don't drink, but we went out to find this beer because of you guys. Amazingly, it was a block away at a gas station. Wow. A fancy gas station with a beer room. That is a serious gas station. We both agree. Damn good beer. One more thing. Listening to you guys talk about Drew Locke makes us giggle. You're such fanboys. I love it. You guys are welcome. (laughs) I just think, like, we be... We got on the Drew train so early that it just feels good to be right about it. It does. It feels great. So whenever he does something good, it just it makes us feel good. We liked it before he's a Bronco. I mean, I told him he was going to be a Bronco. <laughs> yeah. I broke that news to him <laughs> three months, what, a month, two months? Yeah. No, three. A month before. How January, many months before February, that? February, March, April. Three. That's math right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, I told him where. I told him the, his future three months before he ever even got to live it. We love Drew. Good guy. We you had a, you had a little talk with him today. I did. I did. A little side talk. A little, yeah. Little yeah. chat. Yeah. A little chat. How'd it go? Yeah. Like he, you know, we fist bumped and he's ah ah that's my that's my finger. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where your credential went. <laughs> Where did you get that nice, um, thin lanyard? Yeah, where did you get that thick one? I thought that one looked nice. I want the thin one. <laughs> well, I want the thin one, too, now. Because I want it? <laughs> See, the Broncos gave it to me. Where did you get that one? Uh, the Broncos gave it to me. No way. Wow, I just got the right one. Maybe they were, they were basing it <laughs> off our body types. <laughs> I was also given someone else's credential. Who's? Paul Cleese. Oh wow! You yeah. should have held that over his head. I know. I should have. I should have. But I did the right thing. Gave it back. Lame. You I should know. have been like, your next column. You have to send it to me and let me publish it <laughs> under my name. <laughs> next one coming in from Corey J. He says, "So I know Ryan isn't going to approve." I feel like he's confused about something here, but I'll get to it in a second. But any chance to sign a speedster like DeAnthony Thomas for returns? Feels like we haven't had a legit weapon since Trinity Holiday. Are we going to hold back on... I believe that was Trinden Holiday. Trind- yeah, Trinden Holiday. Are we going to hold on to Riddick, you think? I feel like we're in dire need of someone to take the top off the defense. That can change the whole aspect. The okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll start with those two. 
Uh, DeAnthony Thomas. I'm not against getting a good returner. I just don't think it's possible. I would is agree. De- is DeAnthony Thomas available? Is he? Seems like he wouldn't be. Must not be a good returner if he's available. No, he's a good returner. I saw him return a punt for a touchdown against the Buffs once. I bet it. Not that that makes you a good returner. <laughs> he's available. Oh, wow. Go get him yesterday. Something's got to be up. He is like every time he steps on the field, he gets hurt. Mm. Because he's like your size. <laughs> it's true. 170. So he's a lot bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How tall is he? 5'9". Five, 5'9", nine. Five, nine, 170. Think you could take him? Uh, well, here's what I'll say about him. That's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyways, he says, let me know what you think about adding a weapon with 4-3 speed this year and next year in the draft. Yeah, I mean, speed is awesome. They probably – no one wants to hear this. They probably should have kept Isaiah McKenzie. Ooh. Why? Because he is all these things. Here's the thing. Did Isaiah McKenzie ruin it for John Elway? Will John Elway now not go and draft a return specialist with 4-3 speed that's small? Probably. Hmm. See, kind of like he didn't want Josh Allen because of Paxton Lynch. Right. Yep. Yep. I mean, Josh Allen could be here right now. Yep. Now, Brad, we wouldn't be talking about Bradley Chubb during the whole first segment, but we might be talking about better stuff. Devin Bush. How about Devin Bush and Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Shout out Wyoming University. <laughs> um. So, anyways, yeah, I think I think we're off that train. That's why, like, you just have like the uh, Kelvin McKnight's of the world. Like, you don't have to waste right. a draft pick. Yeah, and unfortunately, that it, it's mind blowing how the Broncos have not found a returner. I take back what I said about Isaiah McKenzie. He shouldn't be here. No, no, he shouldn't be. Most not because uh, he couldn't play, uh, and he dropped everything that touched his hands, but. It was mostly his attitude that I just remembered that I wanted to take back that he should be here. Uh, so bad. Never has someone who did nothing acted like they did so many things. Didn't he, wasn't he saying how he did so much stuff and then five minutes later cut? No, he was t- um, telling us where to find Sue Craven's album after Sue Craven's told him <laughs> not to. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little you-know-what in every sense of the word. Sua, that's another guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, you have, a, you have a tinfoil hat theory on that, but I'm not going to make you say it on the days. podcast. Next few days, we'll, we'll find out <laughs> what's going on there. All right, next one is from Bumpy Buffalo. Uh, it says, Ryan, thank you. The whole setup with the GoFundMe was a great idea. Thank you, for Allie, uh, thank you to you and Allie for digging into your own pockets as well. We're nearly halfway there, and this was an old, old yep, comment. We are halfway there. far, far along. We're farther so, than halfway there. That's for sure not a song. <laughs> but I know I think I know what song you were yeah, referencing. Yeah, yeah. And it was you were very far off from the key. <laughs> uh anyways, this thank you to everyone who has donated and for everyone letting me put this up. I'm really blessed to be a part of this community and I'm literally brought to tears thinking about making her dream come true. BSN forever. I'm I'm just so proud of what we've done and I don't know I know a couple of you tweeted um the link out like at us. There's a reason I didn't uh retweet it. I wanted us to be able to do this whole thing, just just us, all of, all of us here that are right here, right now. I wanted to prove that we could do that without having to go to social media or anything like that. 
Uh, and and we're very close to proving that. And I'm 100% confident. And the GoFundMe is in the comments if you guys want to go finish off uh, what we have left. It's, I believe, under $100 left that we have to fill, fill out the goal. He says he's already found uh, the tickets that he wants to get for the game. Fourth row behind the Broncos bench. Like, really doing it large. And all we have to do is finish this thing off for him. And it was all us. You, me, and and Zach who did this. It's so freaking cool. And you know what, Ryan? Let's finish it off right now. Coming in from Boris the Blade. He says, yo, RK. What is happening? If you want Bumpy's mom to have those tickets, it's in your power to make it happen. Simply open the next pod with the following words. We can we can do it now and see if he if and see if that's okay, or we can just put this at the beginning of the pod. He says what he wants you to say. I'm proud to be a CSU Ram and really sell it. No prologue or preamble, just deliver the line. I'll cover the remaining balance on the GoFundMe as soon as I get back to Wi-Fi in the evening. Let's do it. Let's do it. Loud and proud. Nope. Loud and proud. No one's going to hear. I'm not doing it. No one's going to In the building where you're going to watch the Rams and Buffs play in about 12 days. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not doing it. <laughs> I would never say that. And I would especially never say that in this stadium. And you know what, Zach? There is – we. can you do some math for me here? What do we have? We got 50 plus – that would 13? be a nice sixty-three dollars. $63 left on this. And I'm so confident that, w- that we are going to crush that goal that I'm not going to say. And and if for some reason we, aren't, we don't get there, I would rather pay the $63 myself than to say those words. I think, I think you have a choice right now. You say the words or you cover it. No, the, <laughs> the community's got me. I know there's some, uh, there's some buffs out there who, f- who, will, who will vouch for me. Boris, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I can't believe you won't say those words. I won't say it. I can't believe that. They'll Boris, never come keep, out of my keep, mouth. keep this in your back pocket, and next time we have something come up, whip it out. Hey, you want to make a sizable investment in BSN? We can talk. <laughs> but it's going to have to be more than $63. $63, I would rather pay that than say those words. <sighs> let's, uh, man, Boris, let's drop something next Friday. On game day, where Ryan has to say those words. You're not going to get me to say it. So if you are a buff and you feel my pain here and the, the terrible situation that I've been put in. Yeah. Yeah. Just go go help me out and, and donate because we're going to cover it. You're in a terrible situation, but you can make it all better by saying those seven words. That was a good guess. It was seven. Good guess, <laughs> yeah. good guess on you. You know what? I would, I maybe would have done it if we were like halfway there and time mm. was running out. But I don't need your bribery or whatever wow. this is. Wow. Boris now has a badge too because of that. Boris got a badge. He says, "Haven't even." I'm list- hitting it with a down vote. I don't know if it's a down vote. Wow. Ever, if a down vote's ever been handed out on Boris, this site. Boris, I'm hitting you with. Oh, we got a double digit upvote for Boris here. We love him. Fortunately, Ryan just won't come through in the clutch. But he, he has a few other things he says. He says, Surface Creek Watershed near Cedar Edge has a new, has an EPA rating of 100. Why is he speaking in Spanish? I have no idea. I've tasted it. It's amazing. Naturita water tastes like dirt. That's where I work. Two. I have no idea anything you just said. 
but Zach, it's about water. Wow. Good thing I read this again before saying it. Zach is an honorary Ram. What Three. did you think it said? I don't know. It's late. It's past <laughs> one. I missed my shout out for the 1 a.m. Three for Mr. B. Four. La Junta, or as I like to say, La Junta. Uh-huh. Colorado is the best place for Zach to get stamped. No, skipping that. <laughs> Stampeded by tarantulas <laughs> no. in the fall. Five. Zach, Col- I'll say uh, those seven words. Uh-huh. If you sleep on the ground for not a whole night in La <laughs> Not even close. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if it involves you saying those words while one is in your mouth. Ew. A tarantula. I'll put one in my hand. No, in, in the your little mouth one at the butterfly pavilion oh named Rosie. <laughs> I can't even think about this. I can't think about this though. Cold snack promises must and will be kept. I don't know what that means. I don't either. But speaking of cold snacks, we decided to name our post game takeaways hey. post game cold snacks because they're just like they're just like quick little yeah. just just a quick chug. Just a little quick. just. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that one's not as easy to yeah, do. How do you do that? <laughs> I, I can do the drinking, the, uh, the chugging. Oh, oh, that's impressive. That's impressive. That's when you're just taking in the content. Yeah, there's some there's some tongue action on that one, like top of the tongue. <laughs> that was good. Just just chug the content. <laughs> that's a new. That could be a new BSN slogan. BSN Denver, chug the content. Wow, force it down your throat. <laughs> Five, six, regarding Buffs versus Rams. I got nothing. We suck. I know how it feels to be a Raiders fan, I guess. Even wow. he doesn't believe those seven words. Wow. And then again, Bumpy Buffalo adds the GoFundMe link. Yeah, we should just have that in every single pod. Um, if you wouldn't mind throwing that in there, Bumpy Buffalo, because you as well have a badge, as you very well should. And Steve Atwater chimes in and says, Classy gesture, Boris the Blade. This is why I'm proud to be a part of this great community. As Ryan makes you unproud. I feel like it was a divisive <laughs> comment. <laughs> divisive. He has the most upvotes ever. Uh, I I, I would have done it. I truly would have done it if we weren't so close. Maybe he can bribe me in some other way. Mm. But I, I, it's just worth... It's not... It's worth $63 to keep my pride. Wow. We'll find the right thing, Bumpy Buffalo. Or Boris the Blade. Okay, next one here is from Ben and SLC. I'm really proud of myself for staying strong there. <laughs> I'm not proud of you. I, I, I chose my personal pride over $63. Wow. Wow. That's how much it's worth to me. You just kind of chose neither, though, actually. Why? Because you didn't donate the $63. Well, I will. Okay. If I have to. <laughs> I already put in. I already reached into my own pocket. We'll see. Uh, you know, I bet the next time we talk on this, it's covered. I think so too. How about that, you got to cover it if it's not covered by the next time, or you got to say the words. That's gonna encourage people to not donate. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. From Ben and SLC, I can't believe I did that. It's an honor that to have the prestigious BSN comment badge. I'll do what I can to bring grace and poise to the title. Yeah, one thing that people don't know is once you have the badge, you get a, a limit on your comments. How much? <laughs> just kidding. No Broncos comment today. He says, I just want to mention how you pushed me into Bachelor Nation, RK. Mm. My fiance was watching The Bachelorette, and I was familiar with you with it from you talking about it. I just ended up sitting through the episodes, and now I'm hooked. 
That's how it always happens. Mm. BIP is much-watched television on Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh, my God. I missed BIP for this tonight. Wow. And you're probably going to miss it tomorrow because you'll be sleeping. Probably. Uh, we're big Dylan fans. Screw Blake. Uh, I agree on both accounts, except Dylan's pretty soft. He's got he's to gotta get a spine. Uh, anyways, he says, we're also on the Mike Johnson for Bachelor bandwagon. Yeah, if Tyler C. doesn't get it, I'm in on that, too. Anyways, he concludes. Lost my spot. Where is it? Just to plug it again, Utah BSNers, <laughs> go join the BSN Broncos fans in Utah Facebook group. That's BSN Broncos fans in Utah. A little bit of a mouthful. Anywho, T-Dub says, BIP is amazing. Hashtag, don't be a Blake. Speaking of Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Nation, you know who'd be really good on that show? Who? Drew Locke. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. It's <laughs> really excited. I think I'd be great on that show. Anyways, <laughs> Drew Lock would be good. From Iceman. Hey, boys, of course. <laughs> Ryan, day one. So bad for skinny boy number five and the O. Not good at all. Your mom and mine gave the same advice, which was, if you can't say something nice, don't say uh, anything at all. Yes. Zach, 10 a.m. beers every day. I don't doubt that. <laughs> it's called Retired Kids, and it is beer 30 somewhere on this third rock from the sun. You two remind me of an old mar- married couple, and you make me laugh out loud. Go Broncos. What is He's a retired kids? Or he's retired and has kids? Or his kids are retired? Or he's a retired kid? He's retired from kids. He's retired from kids. Yep. Just doesn't have to do them <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> I'm glad we're not kids in his eyes. Next one's from T-Dubs. He says, thanks to everyone who's joined the Facebook group. If there are any other listeners living in Utah, please come join the group. Okay, on to my question. I've been a big fan of Justin Simmons basically since the get-go. It's great to hear how good of a camp he's had. What are your expectations for Justin this season? What are the f- What's the floor and the ceiling? I mean, they're, they were really high last year, our expectations for him, and he had a down year. There's nothing that I've seen that would make me think that he shouldn't have uh, a, a great year this year from from everything we've seen like i said he was one of the rare bright spots in in friday's practice and he's been just one of the biggest bright spots this entire camp yeah i think the floor for him is solid starter and the ceiling is pro bowler yeah yeah he can absolutely be a pro bowler and i I also would throw in there like leading the team in, in interceptions oh yeah okay next one's from 30s win who has a badge i don't know how they got that uh no question just a quick comment this is wild oh i did see this oh oh they got the badge i was looking at the one below they got the badge because this has 13 and now 14 upvotes and now 15 um they said no question just a quick comment i'm a kitchen manager for a restaurant in seattle i interviewed someone whose last job was at a resort in breckenridge when i read breckenridge it just came out damn good beer (laughs) the person i was interviewing just looked at me kind of stunned and said rk and zach (laughs) I just smiled and said, BSN. He definitely got hired. Are you kidding me? That's wild. That is so cool. I love the storytelling on that, too. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, that's amazing. And Otis Merriweather says, BSNers unite. So cool. Um, I saw This, this comment kind of got it in my head because I saw a, a person in front of the press box today wearing the Philip Lindsay homegrown shirt. Uh. And as they were kind of walking through the aisle to get to their seats... I saw someone kind of like point at their shirt and raise their <laughs> eyebrows. And I just imagined they were like, BSN. And then the other guy said something else. And I imagined he was like, love the podcast. <laughs> and they're like, all right, have a good day. Like, 
I totally made that whole thing up in my head, but this one is real. This one is this one is real in Seattle too. That's wild. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. That is so cool. We so want to shout out to both. We need to hear the other side of the story. Right. Exactly. So you're listening. If you're listening and you haven't commented, you're probably a freeloader. So now you have a job. <laughs> Let us know what you think of your new restaurant job. Yes. Okay. Next one's. From, uh. Yep. Next one's from Boucher all day. Man. My wife listens to one podcast and now she's cooking fish in the dishwasher and making ramen in our Keurig. I don't think the Keurig will make the ramen. I don't think the dishwasher will make the salmon. It will. <laughs> now it's progressed to her grinding our coffee beans in the garbage disposal and cooling our pillows in the fridge. What's wow. wrong with putting pillows in the fridge? That sounds good, right? I used to th- I used to take my pillowcase, silk pillowcase, kind of miss having that, and put it in the freezer before bed. Every night? Oh, uh, no, just on, like, hot nights. See, you're just going to have me doing the weirdest stuff, <laughs> and my girlfriend's going to be like, what are you doing? Honestly, you put it in the freezer, then when you're ready for bed, you pull it out, you put it on, and you've got a nice, cool pillow. So, but it's silk, so it doesn't freeze? Uh, nothing like freezes. Freeze. Not if it's freezes. But you don't, like, put it in water first. Right, it's not wet. Huh. It's awesome. That sounds really good. I've never done this. But there are some people, you know how, well, okay, so there's some people who are like denim enthusiasts. Yeah, that would not be me. And they say that like washing your jeans yep. in the washer ruin them. Yep. So instead of washing them, they put them in the freezer because they say that kills the bacteria. Yeah, that's just wrong. That is not true. <laughs> I don't really want, I don't really want like my jeans in there. I think the jeans need to be washed. Yeah. They do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> so so wash, your, wash your jeans, folks. Uh, anyways, yes, you can put your your pillows in the freezer. Just the case. Putting the whole pillow in there would be excessive. But it, it does make them nice and cool. You know how some people have, like, second freezers where, like, desserts and sodas are well, – probably not sodas, but desserts are kept in, like, the garage and <laughs> stuff? Just exploded <laughs> sodas all over it. One of the yeah, best. like a stand-up freezer. Right. What if you had that just with pillows? Like you put the full pillow Ooh, in. Ooh, and you just rotate them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it. Pillow freezer. What if you just had a little thing next to your bed that like when you get off the bed, mm. you just slide it in there and it just closes down and now keeps Now we're it thinking. Cool. Now we're thinking. That's that's a million dollar idea. It really is. Put the sheets in there too so they're nice and cool. Or the th- machine sucks the sheets in and then spits them back out so you don't have Perfect to make it. Perfect place. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nice. Robots. <laughs> uh okay oh god this podcast is gonna be so long i don't think robots can make podcasts though so we should be pretty good they can write recaps which is why we've stopped (laughs) if a ro if a if a robot can write a recap then we don't need to that's crazy that's why we we've got post-game cold snacks because that gives you you know the information in a in a digestible fashion while also bringing some some non-robotic uh takes to the fold I thought you were saying we have post-game cold snacks and you were just about to whip out a few Breckenridge cold ones for us. Man, that would be huge. Yeah, you'd let me down. 1.20 a.m. On a more serious note, he says, I'm one of these, I'm one of the very few that has faith in the offense. As long as they stay the course, we all trust the system. The O-line will continue to develop in Munchak's system and be a cohesive unit. I'm not saying they're blowing off your socks, but we haven't even gotten to the second preseason game. When are you guys pushing the panic button? Hmm. I like how that's a serious note. I'm off the panic button. 
Hmm. Tonight was enough for me to be off the panic button. Are you on it if they don't score a touchdown and they play an entire half on Saturday? <sighs> Probably. Yeah. And now is it full on panic? No, but I'm not I'm not hitting any panic buttons right now. But that's that's when I'm mm, getting a little close. And I'm tapping it. Moving on here. Next one's from Drive eighty six. Says, hey guys, finally got my hands on some strawberry sky, and I have to say I'm disappointed with your review. Wow. Oh no. He says, You do this beer injustice with comments about how good it is. It is well better than you even described. I found oh, he says, Well, it's even better than you described, sorry. He says, I found it five miles from my house, and when I brought it home and waited for it to get cold, which killed me by the way, I felt like a little kid. Anyway, my first sip, I said, Wow. That's a damn good beer. <laughs> Very light and refreshing and great flavor. That is definitely a good summer beer. Thanks for letting us know about Breck Brews. My local beer distributor is going to keep getting Breck for me. Nice. Keep up the good work and go Broncos. That's what we like to hear. That damn. you are having the power. I feel like he walked into his local liquor store and was like, you know what? I need some damn good beer around here. And I'm sick of it that there isn't. And the guy was like, we're very sorry, sir. We'll get some Breckenridge Brewery, uh, some Breck brews in here as fast as we possibly can. You're damn right you will. Yep. And then he walked out. And the <laughs> next time he came back, they had Strawberry Sky for him. And so Drive 86, you just made everyone else in your community happy because now they can buy Brecken Brew, Breckenridge beer. <sighs> way, to, way to pound the table for the people. Next one from Cali Man Bronco says, what up, Bromingos? Just wanted to say how cool it was to watch Sua Craven's Instagram feed and see Phil wearing his homegrown T-shirt. I felt a little proud. Like, that's right, BSM Broncos, baby. That is awesome that you noticed that. I missed it. What, what is it? On Sua's Instagram, Phil was wearing his oh, homegrown yep, shirt. Oh, yep, he was wearing the uh, the black and gold homegrown. Uh, too, too cool. He knows what game's coming up. Oh, yeah, he does. He says, quick question. Where do you guys get to watch the games? And what kind of breakdowns slash recaps can we expect once the season starts? Thanks, guys. Damn good podcast. Go Broncos. Thanks for chiming in. And, and yeah, uh, you pointed that out. And I went and checked it right away. And I was like, yep, that's awesome. Phil has really, really loved that shirt. You know who else? Uh, Kyle Freeland. Mm Mm-hmm was signing autographs the other day. No, sorry. Herman Marquez was signing autographs the other day wearing the Kyle Freeland homegrown shirt. Kyle Freeland was signing autographs wearing the Philip Lindsay homegrown shirt. <laughs> I freaking love it. So cool. Okay, we're moving on here. The next one's from Jewel Wait, Flacco. Wait, we watch the games from the press box. Oh, um, there's more questions. Sorry. And uh, Well, he says, where do you guys get to watch games and what kind of breakdown slash recaps can we expect once the season starts? Watch the games from the press box, and then at the two-minute warning, we could watch the end of the game on the field. That's where we'll be for every single game. Um, and then recaps, We so then after the games, we go and talk to Vic Fangio, we talk to Joe Flacco, we talk to Von Miller, and then we get to go into the Broncos' locker room and talk to any players that we want to. Uh, th- after a game, it's tricky because... Every player is available, but you have about seven-minute window where you can talk to them. So you just and, – and sometimes they're not all standing there. So you just get who you can as, as quick as you can. But we have all access. So um, so you can really expect just a, a myriad of things once the season starts. Yeah, and, and we've got some really, really exciting things coming. Um, I don't want to give anything away too early, 
but our coverage from after the games is going to be awesome. Um, right now in the preseason, we are just kind of you know giving you the 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 rundown of uh, of what we saw, what we're thinking of things, how guys are trending and whatnot. During the season, we like to do a lot more you know direct stories about what happened in the game because the preseason games aren't really about what happens in the game. You know, it's about what happened on an individual basis, what happened from a, a ten thousand foot view. Um, but during the season, obviously, uh, I like to write a lot more column style stuff. You know, opinions about something or someone or a coach or whatever um and then like more feature style stuff of, of based off an interview with a player or whatever um and then we're gonna have more stuff going on um including some instant stuff that you guys can have so it, it's gonna be really cool really really cool i'm really excited it sounds for it. like it okay now i can move on you can ne- move on next one is from jewel flacco it says welcome to my ted talk cook hot pockets in the dishwasher bows P.S. The no-fly zone is gone. Why do we say Fangio's defense? How about Fangy D? Phonetically, Fangy D. <laughs> Fangy D. Mr. Freeze chimes in and says, Fangy D sounds like something you don't want to catch on a trip to Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now you've got Fangy D and TDSP. <laughs> you need to go oh. to the doctor ASAP. <laughs> this has been a rough weekend for you guys. <laughs> uh, we need something better than the Fangio defense. Yeah. Not the fan GD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the that's uh the little like song in Greece. Girl, shake that fan GD. No, no. That fan GD. What is that? <laughs> I was thinking, look at me, I'm fan GD. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not a song. It's normally it says, look at me, I'm Sandra D. <laughs> oh, Grease Lightning. Is that the actual song? No, the movie. The movie is just is what you're talking Greece. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greece, Greece, yeah. Yep. <laughs> God, this podcast is dumb. Uh, the Chosen Vaughn chimes in and says, Hey, guys, first post after subscribing. Hey. Go ahead, Ryan. You can say it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I lived in San Francisco during the years of his great defenses, and I can't wait to see what he does with this great defense that Denver has in place. In your opinion, who on the de- on Denver's defense compares to some of the standouts from Vic San Francisco defenses? Justin S- Justin Smith, Alden Smith, Bowman, Patrick Willis. Eh, some talent. We've got Irvon Miller and and uh, Bradley Chubb pa- rushing, rushing the passer, even though it's from different spots. I think you've got your Todd uh, Davis, Josie Jewell. Some say you know Bowman, they're the next Willis. Bowman and Willis. <laughs> yeah, there are no Bowmans or Willises. On this team. I loved the story from John Lynch the other day. He said he was doing a production meeting with Vic Fangio. And he's like, man, you come from coaching Stanford to San Francisco. And now all of a sudden you've got Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. And, and Vic goes, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> like totally serious. Yeah. And and he went on to say, like, everyone t- talks about great players today. And they just l- use the term great so liberally. I think it devalues the term, which is just the most Vic thing ever. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I have to imagine he thought they were great. Like, Patrick Willis was great. What's he think of Vaughn? Does he truly maybe not think Vaughn is is great? He doesn't think Vaughn's great. He thinks Bradley Chubb is. No, he thinks Bradley Chubb can be. Right. And I think he thinks Vaughn can be, too. Right. Bradley Chubb just has a lot more time to become great. That's pretty amazing. It is. We should ask him. Do you think Vaughn is great? Well, you, 
we'll just, you preface it with the John Lynch story. Right, right. John Lynch the other day said you you said uh, people use the term great too much when referring to players. Do you think Von Miller is a great? Ah, it's putting him in a corner. <laughs> I don't want to do that to him. <laughs> uh, he would probably give an honest answer. Yeah. But I just feel like he might think you're like trying to set him up. Right, right. Which I just want to know. All right, next one's from Carpaccio Chris. Says, sup, fellas. Let me begin by saying my girlfriend and my mom, as well as my friends, have been subject to listening to the BSN pod with me in the car at some point. My girlfriend and mom in particular have pointed out Zach's laugh as being hilarious. My guy. And gals. My ladies. <laughs> Your on, ladies. On to my story. My girlfriend comes in the house one day and says that she heard someone at the grocery store listening to the pod as they were checking out. What? I didn't believe it, seeing as I live in the city of Menifee, California, population about 120,000 nestled between San Diego and L.A. I thought, what are the chances? So naturally, I questioned her. I said, well, how do you know for sure? Because there's quite a few Broncos podcasts out there. She says, no, I'm sure it was yours because I heard that one guy's laugh, and that's one in a million. I started bursting out in laughter and said, okay, I believe you. Long story short, it just goes to show that your hard work at BSN on the pod have really made waves amongst Broncos country. And like that gentleman at the store, I too listen to y'all whenever and wherever. Party on, fellas. Much love. So freaking cool. Man. That's two. Two in one in one pod. Let's get let's just build it up every day. Three tomorrow. For the next day. I love it. This uh, is this is so cool. I love hearing these stories. I can't believe like they're like unbelievable to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably, I, I don't blame you for not, for not believing your girlfriend. I know, right? Yeah, but she knew. She knew because of you. <laughs> You're the most recognizable thing about this podcast <laughs> because of my one star laugh. You're the sec- the one star <laughs> laugh. You're the secret sauce. I'm the uh, engine that keeps this thing churning. Something like that. The little engine that could. <laughs> for Mister Freeze, I have an unpopular opinion about this year for the Broncos. After that practice Friday, this team should get what they can for Flacco and move forward with Locke. <laughs> the offense is abysmal and we're still rebuilding. What's the point in going for six or seven wins? Unless this team has something up their sleeve, there's no way they're making the playoffs and they're just de- delaying the inevitable. I hope I'm wrong, and I've always said defense wins championships, but you got to have somewhat of a competent offense. He goes on, I've called for the trading of Hireman for quite some time now, but I'm on to a new least favorite Bronco. Hmm. Garrett Bowles is just downright awful. He doesn't seem to learn from his mistakes. Horrible pick. I'd rather see Wilk- Wilkinson in there developing. He doesn't even know the guy's name yet. Yeah, and they both had holding penalties today. Oh, he did? Yeah. Shame. Um. Okay. You can't trade away Joe Flacco and go with Drew Locke because the whole point of having – well, not the whole point, but one of the points of having Joe Flacco is so you don't have to force Locke in there. And while I think he would swim more than he would sink – Rich Gangarello told me, I want our player to be able to put his best foot forward out there when he finally is called upon, and Drew Locke would not be able to put his best foot forward out there if you made him go out there in week one. Yeah, and uh, that's why we're not going to see Drew Locke week one. We're not going to see Drew Locke week four. I just think that, kind of like Mr. Freeze is saying, I just, I don't, this team, I don't think this team is going to be a double-digit win team this year. And I think at some point they're going to say we need we we want to see Drew, and I think John and Vic are going to say let's let's pull the trigger and do it. I think it's going to be later in the season. That would be something. They're going to have to be pretty bad, and I just don't think they're going to be bad enough for that. Mark down one thirty-two a.m. as the first time I yawned. 
<laughs> do we live? At what point do we live here? Mm, one thirty-three. All right. <laughs> Next one from SLC Bronco says, "Well, guys, I did it. I bought my tickets to Week One in Oakland. It could turn out to be the worst, best decision I make in my life, and I'm stoked. But I'm curious. As for tonight's game, how much time does Drew Locke get against the 49ers? I'm gonna say." He, he comes in second string after Joe Flacco, and then unfortunately, unfortunately, touch wood so this doesn't happen, uh, gets hurt, but it's a minor injury. He was scheduled to play into the fourth quarter. Mm. Didn't make it. Uh, I think he came out with like 12 minutes left in the third, unfortunately. Mm. All right. Uh, from the Unforgiven 3. Nice. God, that thing is hard to read. <laughs> uh, I just got to say, Zach is – tight bubblegum in your ice cream is the best sorry ryan but you're missing out the unforgiving coming through that's the unforgiving truth i'll never forgive them for that comment <laughs> my question to you guys is is there a chance that flacco completely bombs the first half of the season and drew gets to step in and become the starter well well that was very on on time it was yeah i say no I say yes, there there is a chance. And not just like a 1% chance, but I also don't want to put it all on Joe because I don't think it would be Joe. I don't think it's Joe comes in and has four touchdowns to 12 interceptions through six weeks. I don't think that's what happens. I just think it's it's the Broncos lose like 18 to 15, maybe like two out of four weeks and fall to five and seven. Something like, that's not that's not necessarily what I'm predicting, but that's a scenario that I could see them making the move. Maybe, maybe there's gonna be a lot of eighteen fifteen games out there. I can tell you that. Why not? They just got to be the ones. Why not make the move then? They just got to be the ones to make six field goals. Why not do? Why not make the move then? What? Eighteen to if you're putting up eighteen points. Because. If you're winning them, then you keep rolling with it. But it's bad offense. Wouldn't you rather have better offense? Well, what's to say? If Drew Locke gave you better offense, then he would be playing. Would he? Yes. Would he? Were... Would he? Yes. Would he? <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. He's if... he's been the better backup quarterback this whole time, and it took them it took them what four months to make him the backup. If the, if they felt in the season. Playing Drew Locke right now would give us a better chance to win. I truly believe they would do it. If they're putting up 18 points, I think they play Drew Locke. I think you're going to see a lot of 18-point outputs. I think you're going to see a lot of Drew Locke. You just got to make 18 be enough. Right. Apparently, we live here now. It's 135. (laughs) All right. Bleed Orange Blue says, I understand, Ryan, what you're saying about AB. He's an amazing talent on the football field. However, getting him to focus on football and getting him onto the football field has been such a headache for the past two or three years. How do you think the Steelers feel this training camp? It's smooth sailing for them. They'll probably be a top three team in the AFC this year. I disagree <laughs> very strongly. Um, and, and that's the thing. is like It's all fun and games until you're out there. I bet their training camp's going amazingly. How's it going to go when Juju gets shut down by, uh, by a number one uh, corner? When they can devote a safety to him as well the whole game. Yeah. That's not going to be quite as fun. It's not going to be quite as fun as your smooth sailing training camp. So I get the Antonio Brown stuff. I, If I was a coach or a GM, I could totally understand why you, why you wouldn't want to deal with the headache. But in the end, it comes down to what happens on Sundays. And what happens on Sundays is why you get fired or hired. 
Who's better, Antonio Brown or Emmanuel Sanders? Antonio Brown. Who's better, Philip Lindsay or Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell. So both of those guys are better. What would this offense be if you didn't have Philip Lindsay or Emmanuel Sanders? It would be the worst offense in the NFL. So now take guys that are better than that and take them away from from this offense or or a offense. How much does that hurt your team? Yeah, luckily they they do have like a, a ready replacement in Juju for their number one, and they do have James Conner there helping them make that transition. But the the point stands. You took away so much talent from a team. I do not think the Steelers are going to be a top three team in the AFC. I don't either. And uh, and I totally like. I believe in addition by subtraction. There can totally be stuff like that. I'm just saying. I get why everyone's so down on on AB right now. And even I'm like taking shots at him at on social media or making jokes about him on social media. Not really taking shots. <laughs> but in the end, if he's out there on a Sunday and he puts up 120 against your team's best corner, you're not going to be laughing anymore. Do you think he's going to put up 100 yards this year? In a game? Yeah. 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 Me too. I think he's going to be he's going to be fine. He's going to be just and this this is yes, we know he filed a second grievance with the NFL. We know he's kooky crazy. We know that he is going to just he is making the Raiders a living nightmare right now for Mike Mayock and John Gruden. We we know that and he's still going to be very good for them. Yes, he is. And you know what? I honestly am starting to think this is all just a ploy for him to not have to practice. Smart. <laughs> I think so too. Like he's just like, can I he should have just been like, Can I not practice? Right. And they're like, No, you gotta practice. He's like, ah, look what you just look, look what you're <laughs> about like, to make well, me watch do. Watch me not practice. <laughs> you can't make me do anything. Next year when he says, Can I not practice? They're gonna be like, Yep, yep, Please. yep. They're just be like, <laughs> We're just giving a a B uh 30 consecutive vet days <laughs> what if they did but didn't announce it until that day oh just another vet rest day for ab uh i mean cu one year like nelson spruce was their best and only target and he sprained his ankle like Ooh. mildly on the first day of train uh, of fall camp he was good to go like three days later they just held him out Shut for the entire down. rest of the camp i'm like smart yeah there's no point yeah no. In the end, he still went out there and had like 13 catches for 112 yards every game. Yep. <laughs> That's insane. All right. He finishes by saying, I just got tickets to the Broncos Chargers game on December 1st. I'll be visiting my brother for Thanksgiving. Will you guys be available for a cold snack or uh, or to maybe come by the office for a meet and greet? Thanks for all the coverage of my favorite team. Keep the giggles coming, Will. Maybe we'll have to touch base when we get closer to that. I'm notorious for last-minute planning. Yeah, hit us up. I mean, three months away, but remind us when uh, – when that date comes around, man, so many badges. Bleed orange and blue with a badge. And next one, coming in from Count Flacula, who also has a badge. Says, seems like every year there's a, that guy that's in a bubble roster battle that one finds himself rooting for. Who are each of your players that you really hope makes the team? Can be from the X's and O's perspective or just a guy that you like personally? This is a very normal comment coming in from Count Flacula. By it the is. Very No English. weird... No weird flacula stuff. Mine is Cray Cray, River Craycraft, because we never going to survive unless we get a little Cray Cray, right? Is that a song? I, it must be. Yeah, I should have rapped it. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like an Eminem thing. The uh, Count. I don't think Eminem is that corny. What has Cray Cray done? What has River Craycraft done? Caught a couple punts without fumbling. That's it. That's all I've noticed, at least. 
That's all there's been. I just heard a noise over here. <laughs> probably, oh, it's just the people. Probably a roach. Okay. I, we haven't heard the rat stampede yet. <laughs> I know, man. There was a uh, dead, flipped upside down moth sitting right in front of us all game. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> okay, who is the good guy that you're rooting for to make the team? Mm. Mm. Trying to think of bubble players. Yeah. Lyndon Stevens seems like a nice guy. Yeah, good last name. Spelled a little off. <laughs> but um, what about... You know what? It's funny. And this is kind of messed up. They say that veterans learn to not fraternize with the bubble players because they don't want to become friends with guys who are just going to get cut. Yeah. I feel like as I've become a veteran of the beat, <laughs> I have gravitated away. Wow. Like, I remember doing this, like, video feature on this guy from Miami who won, like, the, like, team rap battle. And, like, it's just, those guys, he was gone, like, the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are sad. It is sad. So. So you're not, you hope no underdog story makes it. (laughs) Um, The under. Who are the underdogs right now? I'll go. I'll you know what? I, li- I like Kelvin McKnight. He's a nice kid. That's yeah, my pick. Yeah, don't bet on him. Please don't bet. He'll lose. I'm not betting on him. Your heart's going to be broken. I'm not betting on him. I'm just I'm hoping good things for him. I'm going to go Josh Watson. Hmm. Fight that Fight that buff stampede that's coming in, that's infiltrating the Broncos organization. You know what? I was standing next to him tonight for the first time ever in like a locker room setting. And I thought about making a little comment and taking a little dig. <laughs> you didn't, though? And then I he just, I don't know if he's the type of guy who would take that <laughs> very well. <laughs> I kind of just like tried to tried to learn about a little something about him just by looking in his eyes. And what did the eyes say? And the eyes said, don't take a dig at CSU. Because <laughs> I was about to be like, man, every time you come in the stadium, you lose, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't actually going to say that. <laughs> That would have been great. <laughs> I was going to just be like, oh, big game coming up this week. Wow. And then I just, I was like, I don't think he's won just for the BS. Wow. Wow. Because I used to go back and forth with Shaq Barrett all the time. Right, right. I mean, and, and you got to realize how close uh, he is with like CSU still. Yeah, for sure. He's f- fresh out of there. Yeah. Can you imagine if I was like, just counted it up, man. Five straight losses for you in the stadium. That's got to be killing you. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyways, from Gun Gun 1989, and we'll actually get to Gun Gun's question here in a second. But before we do that, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back on the other side. When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams, So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Broncos Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections, we make sure we're in a great location in Denver. 
um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as you know parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria. Um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. One forty-three a.m. here from the Denver Broncos press box. There are, there's nothing stopping us from staying here all night. We could just take a little nap. Though watching the sunrise would be pretty nice here. Dang, we could get some good content. I wish I would have brought my camera. Ooh. That would have made it a lot more worth it. Do you think it's warmer outside or inside? It feels very warm in here. Yeah, hey, I think we're because I think it's becoming a sauna. Yes, it is. Slowly but surely, we are cooking. Maybe that's why they're letting us stay in here. We're just <laughs> we're just slow cooking for a later meal. All right, I promise Gun Gun's comment. He's got a badge now. Welcome to the badge club. He says, I'd like to thank RK, Zach, myself, and one other subscriber for my amazing commenter badge. I'd also like to mention that my entire family enjoyed a laugh at my expense for needing pity likes. I'm very intrigued with this marathon versus 5K comparison regarding practices. If this is the case and the Broncos are practicing for the long haul, do you think this could benefit them throughout the season and ultimately lead to more wins or wear them out faster? Go Broncos. Yes. I think it could do either. Uh, and and that that's kind of uh, a gamble here. And maybe not a gamble for Vic because he's seen it done for you know 40 years, 30 of them in the NFL. He probably has a good idea of what works and what doesn't, you'd think. Probably. Um, two things here. Starting with this, you know what I've noticed from uh, being a part of a business? When things aren't going as good as they could, man, you're a lot more tired at the end of that day. And when things are going great, like they are right now for BSN, man, I get home. I still got energy. I want to like cook and clean and do all sorts of other things. We'll see if you're doing that after this one. Uh, I don't think I'm <laughs> going to be doing any of those things tonight. Or maybe tomorrow or the next day after that. <laughs> um, but but because everything's going so well, I'm not working any any less, but I feel more energized. And I think you know what I'm getting at here. If the Broncos are good this year, right? then no one's going to be complaining about how long training camp practices were and how tired their body is in week nine. The Broncos suck. Man, that... that you know, uh, tiredness. What's the word I'm looking for? Fatigue. <laughs> that fatigue is going to set in. If you're three and six, all of a sudden you're thinking, man, my body is killing me. Yeah. And why were we practicing so hard in training camp? Like, I feel like I haven't been able to recover from that. It all comes down to whether or not they're good or not. And I'll tell you this. I, I know there are players who are complaining about it. But players always complain about this stuff. Yeah, they're like a player said something along the lines of like when Coob was here, like he would have never done this to us. Like he yep. knew how to manage all of our bodies. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, when Coob was here, you guys were good. 
Right. And you just don't have the luxury of going easy right now. You have to get better. And if you get better and then you end up being tired at the end of the season, well, that's a bummer. But if you won nine games and, and you didn't win that 10th one because you were tired, in theory, from a coach's perspective at least, it's better than if you took it easy and you won seven. Exactly. Exactly. Next one coming in from Steve Atwater Hall of Fame. He says, RK, I really liked your idea to use a mafia-themed nickname for this year's defense. You could take it a step further by naming the superstars of this unit after famous hitmen of the past or made up by this young guy or this community. What are some hitmen nicknames that you would be fitting for some of these players? <laughs> your reading comprehension is going downhill a little bit. Yeah, you're 147 here. <laughs> I literally thought mid that reading that comment, I'm just going to get the gist of this out here and let you take it. Oh my God. Uh, I like that idea. I can't say I can think of a hitman from the past. Um, isn't, sure. isn't there a hitman named hitman? There's like a video game I think called hitman That's or maybe a movie. Of. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's like a famous hitman in the Sopranos. Yeah. All right. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the Hitman. Yeah. It's kind of dope. Yeah. It is. Moving on. From not Philip Lindsay. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to keep this short. I just saw that Ryan Allen. I almost read that as something different, which I'll t- you'll understand later. <laughs> uh, I just re- I just saw that Ryan <laughs> I Allen. Know. I know. I, I figured you would. <laughs> got released by the Patriots. Considering Wadman's struggle, do you think we go for him? Man, Colby Wadman saw this comment, and he went out there and balled tonight. He did. 49.9 average tonight. Yep, and only three returns for 19 yards. And he was hitting them like 4.7 hang time instead of 3.6 and 3.5 last week. Could have done a little better pinning the ball. That would be my one complaint. Ryan Allen probably would have had a better game. Yeah. So do you go out and get him? I would, but (laughs) Ryan Allen's no Rigo up in Chico. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if he's a tom mcmahon guy yeah but does john care does john ask tom at this point i mean do you is it a competition or is it a clean swap probably because you have to pay him a decent amount of money as a as a vested veteran it's probably a queen clean swap colby wadman gone tomorrow yeah probably but that's that's it. Is there's going to be a lot of competition, I would think, right? What do you mean to get Ryan Allen? Oh yes, yes, yes. I assume everyone out there whose punter isn't having a good camp. There's competition with Theo Riddick. What do you mean to get him? Oh right, John landed him. The freaking eleven win Broncos of the past two years. Do you, do you have the altitude on your side? Is that something you can uh, Ooh. Can try to use? Ooh, yep. All right, next one. Next one is from Bronco Matt. Says, "When will the gumball nightmare end? How many deep passes and big runs will we lose this year to gumballs, Garrett?" Ah, uh, yeah, you're going to. And here's here's the thing, though, is you is just it? gotta you gotta suck it up and swallow it for many weeks this year because I know it, this has raised a lot of people to say, "Trent Williams, do everything you can." To go and get Trent Williams, it's one year too. It's one year off. If this whole Trent Williams thing was happening next year, 
then I could see a move happening. I could see John Elway drafting a left tackle in the first round next year. I can see him going out and trying to sign a left tackle uh, in the offseason. But he's not giving up on Garrett Bowles going into his third season with the Mike Munchak effect. I mean, what John said this weekend when we talked to him about Mike Munchak is he still he has all the faith in him doing everything for this football team and this offensive line. They're not giving up on Garrett Bowles. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you guys that. I think I'm about to make an excuse for Garrett Bowles. Oh. You've heard of a coverage sack, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a coverage hold? Oh. Now you have. <laughs> I think that's what that was tonight. There was no one open. Garrett was asked to block his guy for just too long. So he held him. Boo. Bad excuse. No, it didn't. That one Boo-holes. didn't hold up. I tried. Yeah. I tried. I, I <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, I, I'm giving him a little bit of a break there. Like, that was like a broken play. It wasn't like a classic, like, you drop back and he was trying to throw the deep ball and they connected perfectly. No, like, Gar- or like Emmanuel's already at, like, the end of his route, essentially, and had slowed down before Flacco finally threw it, and then he just got body position and made the catch. Garrett Bowles' agent? No, I just <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to give him a break once in a while for like it wasn't a hundred percent his fault. We're uh, we're sitting next to to BK, not RK, but BK during the game, and he said, you're "You know in, what? What? You're in a little K sandwich." I was I was in a K sandwich, <laughs> and he said, "You know, if get the, the bummer for Garrett is if he would have come out and had you know a clean perfect game the rest of the game." That's what and, I said. Actually, oh, you said it, and he was able to play the whole game. Then it would have been a good game. It's like that's still sixteen holds. In the season. No, that's not what I said. Uh, as I, I said, maybe you were thinking about something BK said. What I said is what sucks is that he could have a really good game from here on out. And he could have a good game leading up to this. Uh-huh. Um, but all anyone is going to see or talk about is the hold. Right. And that's what's crazy. Bradley Chubb, now he had more than one play. But if he just has one sack a game, he's an, an all-pro. And what's crazy, especially with just the evaluation of that position, he could do nothing else. Like he could be negative player the rest of the game. Yeah. But if everyone if everyone sees, oh, yeah, week five, he's got five sacks. Wow. Yeah. Yep. This guy's balling. Yep. Exactly. And and it's the opposite for Garrett. Yep. Garrett could play, be the best left tackle of the game on every play but one every week. Yep. And if he puts up a hold every week, especially if it negates a big play like tonight, well then he sucks yep <laughs> exactly tough job sports are hard yeah i mean when it's hard it's tough but you know what the difference between uh them and us those guys are sleeping right now <laughs> sound asleep in their bed soft pulled a fresh pillowcase right out of the oh, freezer man it sounds good it sounds Hopefully so good. had a fat bowl of ice cream before bed i really miss the days when i lived five minutes away from here oh i bet you do <laughs> All right, next one comes in from H-Town Bronco. Watching the game now into the second quarter. First team looks pretty good, except for bum Garrett Bowles. (laughs) We are in trouble running this year on the left side by the looks of it. That should actually be a strength, which is weird. Yeah. Every time we go left, we get negative yardage play. Yeah, Watching the game with friends who are mostly Texans fans and one Ravens fan. They think our defense is very scary and legit. They think our offense looks really good, too. But then they make fun of us for drafting Garrett Bowles. They think he's complete garbage. 
And I can't say anything back because it's true and I agree. <laughs> but they they think your team's going to be good then. Yeah, they think your sure. defense is scary and your offense is good. They think they have we, the Broncos have 21 good players in Garrett Bowles. <laughs> Don't even get me started about that Sanders play that was called back because of the bum. Hope our running backs like the right side. Kirk Smith 44 agrees with that and says Bowles and a high draft pick for Trent Williams. Just cut the cord with his failure now. So sick of watching big plays get wiped out from his holdings or never getting a big play because he misses a block and the quarterback gets sacked. It's one of the most important positions on the field. Get a competent left tackle at whatever the cost. Guys, let me remind you. Juwan James, second highest paid right tackle in the league. You're going to give up a first-round pick and... The highest make make Trent Williams the highest paid left tackle in the league. How? Yeah, that's. Can you cut Derek Wolf still? I'm being serious. Like uh, with his contract, I think you can. I think it's not until week one. Before week one, yeah. So you're cutting Derek Wolf. Um, probably having to cut someone else too to free up cap space, in, in order to free up what 17 million dollars. Yep. That's a lot, a lot of money. And that would be the ultimate win. You could probably right do some sort move. of offset thing where you only need to clear up ten. So you could cut Derek. And that would be the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate win now move. Does that make this team a Super Bowl contending team? No. Because if you're mortgaging the future that much, it has to be to 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 be a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. I'm still on the train, and and we, and I just said it in the first segment, which feels like it was a week ago. Uh, that that drew is the guy of the future. But we don't know that with 100% certainty. It feels like he's going to be. What do we say? Can't trade first-round picks until you have a quarterback. Yep. And so until you know with 100% certainty, like, till he really is the guy, not looks like he's going to be the guy, until he is the guy, you can't trade first-round picks. And I get I get why you guys feel that way. Um, it's just you're trading – and why would they want Garrett Bowles? Um, but anyways, you're trading – Big time assets, including at least one first round pick and seventeen million dollars to do what? I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Go ten and six instead of nine and seven? Right. Or is it more than that? Is it the difference between seven and nine and ten and six? Crazy enough, I mean it could be a two game two game difference. Could be. Is that but what's the payoff? And Are you the, gonna win the Super Bowl? Right. And you you better when you're making moves like that. And you better have the quarterback. Right. Because what what happens two years from now? Well, if you gave away that pick, then you're done. It just reminds me of, I mean, speaking of the Redskins, it reminds me of kind of like a Daniel Snyder type of move. Like, a, oh, my gosh, this is this is going to make us better right now. Let's do it. Let's not think of the consequences. You have to always have the future in mind. And a lot of people believe the Broncos are in rebuilding mode right now. And that's not crazy to say. And if, you, if, if you're in rebuilding mode or think you're in somewhat of rebuilding mode, then you can't just make the rash, quick decisions. All right. I promised the people if I got 50 likes, I would we would post a podcast tonight. I'm realizing this podcast is going up tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right. From Thick Fangio. Overall, I was more impressed than I expected by the first and second teams. Royce Freeman looked to be a little rough, but I don't think it was anything he did wrong, just good defense. 
Can't wait until Wednesday to be mad about ESPN giving us a 6% chance to, get, to win the division. <laughs> it's a huge slap to the face. I understand KC being at the top, but putting San Diego at 24% and us at 6 is plain disrespectful. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's that that is really disrespectful for a city that doesn't even have a team to have four <laughs> times more. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, the charges are falling apart right now, but I'd still give them a significant higher chance of what, what chance you give the broncos though <sighs> say at least a 15 percent chance how does it compare to the raiders if you're giving broncos 15 what are you giving the raiders 10 i think the raiders are worse than the broncos yeah i'm okay with that that's close enough though is this out of 100 how does this this it work has to be, it has to be out of 100 no i'm saying it, like like is there only a hundred points to yep. dole out? Hundred points. Wait, thick Fangio. Homework for you. Comment this not not this exact comment, but leave us the link to that ESPN thing for Wednesday's pod. Okay, here and let me just guess. So they've got San Diego at twenty four and the Broncos at six. That means there's seventy percent remaining. Bingo. Math. Impressive. I'm gonna say they give I'm gonna say they give the Raiders uh, a ten percent chance. And the uh, Chiefs is sixty percent chance. And I'm gonna go sixty-five percent for the Chiefs, five percent for the Raiders. Do you think they have the Raiders behind the Broncos? I do, or else I think Thick Fangio would have mentioned that. Probably, probably. From Ron Pablo, hey guys, after watching tonight's game, I never imagined I would ever say this, but I missed something from last year's offense: the big plays, especially from the run. Not the same open lanes that were always there last year, so that Lindsey could be as amazing as he was. This year feels like the biggest run in the three games has been for 10 yards. Royce Freeman went for 50 once. Um, also, we start to get sh- – uh, should we start to get concerned about the red zone offensive play calling and execution? Every time we get there, we always have a field goal, except for the incredible run from Hogan Mania. Anyways, thanks for the hard work. <laughs> Love the content you put out. So we already talked about the red zone. What do you think about the running game? Yeah, it's weird because it's, it's not what you expected. You expect with Mike Muchek with this scheme that it would be different – um, I'm not worried about play calling in the red zone or not in the red zone now, but execution, especially on the runs, I am worried about. I mean, this this line is supposed to be a pretty darn good run line, and we saw it last week with the 50-yard run, but consistently outside of that, it hasn't really been there. Yeah, it is a little weird. You're not seeing the big open gappers, but they haven't been running like the misdirection stuff. If you go back and look at Phil's highlights from last year, a big portion of his runs were on counters, draws, uh, just things that throw off where, where the defense and kind of give him just a little, maybe an extra step. And, and all he needs is that extra step. So they haven't been creative at all. It's just kind of stretched right, stretched left, up the middle, to the right, up the middle, to the left. I'd assume they'll get more creative when the when the season comes. Lone Star Bronco has a few things. Says one, I know it's preseason, but contract extension with Shelby Harris needs to happen. The sooner, maybe the cheaper he will be. Similar to Wolf, dude is a stud. Agree. I agree with that. Two, hope Fant and Locke recover very quick. Yeah, according to Fangio, he believes they're both minor. Three, left over from Mr. B, I believe. Four, depth is not a thing in Denver. That is correct. Five. Gumballs equals trash. Real quick, there were three starters missing on the defense tonight. Yep. Right? Yep. Todd, Bryce, and Kareem. So I think the depth is okay. I realize what you're saying. Yes, the third team sucks. But 
what do you want from them? They're going to be accountants in a few weeks. You okay with Trey Marshall being your starting safety for multiple weeks? For for you know for for an entire game? No. You okay with? Well, out? yeah, yeah. If it's just yeah, I can handle that. I'm not comfortable with that. You comfortable with zero points given up? Come on, we're talking, we're talking, what, one one quarter? You 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 call it an average of zero points per quarter? <laughs> I I am worried about the depth. Depth always looks concerning in the preseason because there's not anything. There's no there's no chance the Broncos' entire second team is playing all at once. Knock on wood. Right. Yeah. I mean that that's true, and Vic is going to do a good job. So when you so when you place an Alexander Johnson into a defense that's already so good, it's survivable. Injuries in the NFL are just about surviving. But the defense is, has to be great, like we saw tonight. It has to be great. And it was without three starters. <laughs> I just I don't think that this is. Uh, it's a preseason. Look, I'm not saying you want these things to happen, and I'm not saying the depth is great, but to say the depth is is trash is just not fair because they looked great out there on defense with three starters missing. What about on offense? If and and Trey Marshall was replacing Will Parks, they were at third on the depth chart there. Right, right. So the depth, he didn't mess anything up. <sighs> I don't like to just look at the number at the end and say, like, I don't have to worry about depth. Because you had Bradley Chubb absolutely destroying. I mean, he was the one that destroyed the game. That's why you get those guys. But I, I get it. I, I'm just I'm just trying to see both sides of the story. Sure, that's fair. The depth that played with the ones played well. Well enough, at least. To right. Hold them to zero <laughs> was hidden up by Bradley Chubb. That's, and that's the luxury you get <laughs> of playing with the first team. From Sasha saying, Harry, should I be concerned with the run game on both offense and defense? It seemed like the Niners knew every run play call and blew it up before it got started. It was Skangs calling vanilla? The Niners ran all over us, though. Not overreacting, I hope. I didn't see the Niners run all over anyone. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm obviously being facetious here, but the first – they averaged 2.1 yards per play with their first team. Yeah, and that's what you have to look at. I mean, if you take a look at the entire game, they did average 6.4 yards per run, and that's where, you know, the depth isn't really something that you should be looking at. In my opinion, I don't think that's fair, is just to say the third-teamers beat up on the third-teamers necessarily. Um, but, yeah, I'm not – I wasn't too worried about the first team, first unit's run. It, the, I mean, the first play went for 12 yards. That didn't look like a great start. It didn't, and then that, they didn't give up any more first downs to Jimmy G and the boys. Oh, right, right. Nick Scott, he says, so uh, this Bradley Chubb guy, not too shabby. Also, is Bowles really that bad, or is he just lazy? Sometimes I legitimately think he's trying to get himself cut. Have a good one. We appreciate everything you guys do. <laughs> Next one's from Ham and Cheese. Hey, y'all, I've listened to this podcast for a little over a year now, and I've been a subscriber since the last Super Bowl. What? Oh, like... <laughs> Just like the, the regular Super Bowl. Right, right, like February's game. Yes. Uh, I've also been wanting to ask questions and leave comments, but I'm always listening to the pod when I'm driving or doing a task, so I end up forgetting. This time around, I've got to ask, is it time to seriously start worrying about gumballs? Hey. I've had stale gum before, but this pack is definitely expired. I agree that some players are gamers, and their level of play can increase once uh, in a game time situation, but Garrett Bowles is the exact opposite. 
He's been solid enough in practices, but he's uh, in a. But once he's in a big moment on the field, the holding penalties come out. It seems like Garibald panics once he's getting beat and reverts back to his old habits. Being that he's already 27, can he still freshen up and improve his game, or is he just a chewed-up gumball holding on to the bottom of a bench? Thanks for the great pods. Wow, that was quite the comment. Very good comment. And here's the thing. If it's ever going to happen, if there's ever going to be a jump, it's going to be this year. Third year with Mike Munchak. That is huge. And that's why, guys, the Broncos are not going to give up on him right now. Because of those reasons, John Elway has hope that he can turn it around this year. Uh, I don't believe that if he has a bad year, I don't think John Elway is going to say he's a first-round pick. I'm sticking by him. We're giving him a fifth-year option. I I don't believe that will be the case. But they're giving him this year. I I think all the points you said, though, are very fair. Yeah, and I can I can attest. If you don't have it together by twenty seven, you're done. <laughs> uh, so you have it together. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. <laughs> From Jewel Flacco, wondered if you guys could comment, and if we're lucky, elaborate on this tweet. Interesting comments from Bradley Chubb after the game to uh, Rod Mackey of Channel Nine. He says he said some guys last year had a quote unquote rebellious mindset. And that coaches would quote-unquote say one thing and guys would do another. This definitely speaks to the culture the Broncos are trying to reset under Fangio. You definitely had some freelancers. Yeah, I mean, come on. John Elway admitted he was was so close. All the players knew that John Elway had to sleep on whether he was bringing back uh, uh, Vance Joseph. So, of course, when things go astray, the players are going to think, Okay, well, I mean, John Elway doesn't want this guy here, and now we're a losing team again? Of course I'm going to do things different. Uh, the fact that that came out it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. But it was like multiple places reported. Don't ever forget that. Multiple places, not us being one, yep. reported that Vance Joseph was canned. That he was going to be fired after the game. Didn't happen. Nope. Where would we be now? Who got hired in that coaching cycle? Matt Nagy. Mm, that's a good one. I don't think the Broncos would have hired him, though. I don't either. Another young guy? Who's the oldest guy that got hired last year? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else. Matt Patricia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Avoided that one. Yeah. I think we ended up in an okay place here. Oh, they could have gone back to uh, Mike Shanahan. Or, well, yeah, that's what John wanted. Clearly, Mike Shanahan all but said that. Yeah, and he wasn't even prompted. No, no. It was hilarious, too. In his answer, he's like, anyway, anyway, I'll move on. And then he just jumps right back (laughs) into it. (laughs) He for sure wanted to talk about that. I think he liked the feeling of being wanted. (laughs) Yep. By John Elway, not a bad feeling. The question is, like, how close were you ever to coming back to coaching? Yep. Not how close were you to coming back to Denver? Yep. Yep. Obviously, John and I had a good conversation. <laughs> and he he low-key put Joe Ellis on blast. He did. He did. He mm. he essentially told us that the story was true. Ex- oh, 100%. 100%. We're trying to do this podcast in between yawns right now. <laughs> it's 2.10 a.m. We started this in the 12 o'clock hour. And we have reached the final comment. Bars are closed. 
The bar's closed before we finish this. <laughs> Last call has come and gone. There are no Breck brews being consumed at any Denver no. establishment. Unless you're cool enough to know the people who work there. Mm. Had that experience a couple times. Oh. Get to hang out after the bar closes. Oh. Have a few extra pops. That sounds legit. Yep. A few cold snacks. The last and final comment comes in from Drop Switch. Hey, guys. It's been a minute. This summer, I've been doing a lot of salmon fishing. Six coho and eight pinks so far this year. Sounds good. Caught the beginning of the game. He didn't even mention about cooking them in the, the dishwasher. Because he knows. Because he knows it's the best. <laughs> Caught the beginning of the game, and man, I got a chub. Nice. Wow. This is going to be the best sack duo in the history of the NFL. Hope Locke is okay. He was having a nice game while showing growth. Any good Cajun crawfish restaurants in the Golden area or town within reason? Cheers. Yeah, I just got caught on something else. <laughs> um i don't know why you don't want cajun crawfish in denver yeah that's a good point <laughs> that is a good point but there's not one that comes to mind um uh, yeah, you got a no. good place that's, that puts on a good crawfish boil i've never had crawfish it's good just it it is i'm not saying it's impossible to find i know there's crawfish boils but it is not something that is frequent like I, I typically wouldn't say that I haven't had something, but I'm not embarrassed to. Say, well, actually, I would say that, but I'm not embarrassed to say that because they're they're not that frequent. I saw like the post, which is a delicious place. Like yeah. does did like one in on a summer. Like they did a crawfish boil. Right. Like, I, I was like, I need to go to that. I've always wanted to go to one. They have this thing in New Orleans called crawfish bread, and it is like a hollowed out baguette filled with cheese, crawfish and like jalapenos wow. it is so good Are, don't crawfish typically have the shell on them no this is just the meat okay okay they take wow that sounds amazing they just stuff a full crawfish <laughs> in the bread so it's a sandwich that isn't cut exactly it's a hot pocket <laughs> it's a new orleans hot pocket it is literally a crawfish <laughs> hot pocket a craw pocket a craw pocket Sounds wow. great. <laughs> wow. Enjoy with your claw pocket. Ah, yes. That's when you put a white claw in your frocket. It's when you put a Breckenridge beer in your hand. That's just a damn good beer. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh, and and at 2.13 a.m. We got through TJ Ward number of comments. 43 comments. Joseph Jones number of comments. Josie Jewel minus... Brett Rippin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got to go home as we touch two full hours of recording time. Oh, look. That's me. No, it's not. We are <laughs> finally done here on the BSN Broncos podcast. Broncos are off tomorrow, so this is your podcast for tomorrow and today. And, yeah, today, it's yesterday. two hours. So and yesterday. It's two hours, so I think that should be able to hold you over. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in. And pray for us. Good night. It's getting me down, waiting up for you. Cause I could have just as easily left by now. What makes me return is what I need you to do. Cause something you gave me.
Hey guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. 